Welcome to Grace Point Church Podcast. We proclaim Christ crucified and uphold him as the only hope for the fallen world. On today's episode, you'll hear from Reverend Harrison Mungai. Reverend Harrison is the lead pastor at Grace Point Church. Good morning and welcome to Christian Living on Fridays. It's been a wonderful uh, few months of, of thinking, but as we come closer to the end of the year, um, it's also good to be asking ourselves important questions, particularly about how we can continue living victoriously as believers. A lot more recently, um, someone came up to me and asked me, how can they fight temptation? They seemed to be going through um, a season in their lives when uh, a lot of temptations were coming their way and they were finding it very difficult to fed off these temptations. And I thought about it and the more I thought about it, the more I realized even how I myself, I'm quite vulnerable to temptation and how I so easily can cave in to the tempting um, forces within me, both in my own uh, nature, but also the external uh, forces that seem to attract me uh, to the things that I shouldn't do. And I realize that it's quite a, a serious um, issue for most of us believers. How do we say no to the evil one? or How do we fight off temptation? Is there a particular way or formula or method? And actually, I realize there is a, a lot within scripture um, that there's a lot of tools that are available to us um, as far as fighting temptation is concerned. And I think temptation remains um, a threat to believers throughout their lives, and yet the resources to fight against temptations are also available to us as believers throughout our journey here on earth. So I'd love to suggest um, uh, a way in which we would be able to um, overcome when we are tempted. And I would love to point us to uh, Paul teaching to the church, uh, the church in Corinth, when he is warning them against idolatry in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Come with me if you will then and let's see how can we live victorious Christian lives by overcoming temptation. 1 Corinthians 10, I'm going to read just from verse 1 until verse 13. Paul writes and says, For I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that our fathers were all under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, with most of them, God was not pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now, these things took place as examples for us, that we might not desire evil, as they did. Do not be idolaters, as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. We must not indulge in sexual immorality, as some of them did, and 23,000 fell in a single day. We must not put Christ to the test, as some of them did, and were destroyed by serpents. No grumble, as some of them did, and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now, these things happened to them as an example, but they were written down for our instruction, 
on whom the end of the ages has come. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Therefore, my beloved, free from idolatry. It's quite, um, quite a very clear uh, passage there, drawing a lot from, from the Old Testament, uh, the journey of God's people in the wilderness. And I think when we, when we hear this, maybe we have heard verses quoted from this particular section, but maybe we have not, or you have not read it all together and seen the context in which some of these verses like, you know, no temptation has overtaken you or, you know, that is not common to man. Or you might even have heard uh, another verse there that's quite famous, quoted that these things have happened to them as an example. But if when you read it all together, then you begin to appreciate uh, that there is a clear warning against idolatry uh, and against falling and worshipping idols. There is illustration there what happened to God's people in the Old Covenant when they worshipped idols and uh, the consequences that uh, happened to them. You might ask me, you know, what, what has this got to, to do with us today in the 21st century? Well, I think the answer to that is really in verse 6 and also in verse 11, that these things took place as examples for us so that, so that we may not desire evil. And verse 11 is repeated now. These things happened to them as an example, but they were written down for our instruction on whom the end of the ages has come. So there is a sense in which, you know, and it's very clear, this is written down for our instruction. It is given to us as an example so that indeed uh, we might learn and that we might flee from idolatry, from idol worship or from temptation. So three things then to put down to the believer who is struggling with temptation of whatever nature, whether it is temptation to greed or temptation for uh, lust uh, or temptation to pride, whatever form of temptation it is, there does seem to be uh, a particular pattern that, uh, you know, that it tries to win over our hearts and to move our affection. It's a form of idolatry, any of these uh, temptations, because it is trying to, you know, to shift our attention from the Lord uh, onto something else. It is trying to find fulfillment or meaning in something else other than the Lord. Three things to say. The first one, Saint, please know you are vulnerable. Dear saint, know you are vulnerable. Now, vulnerable might be a big word, but it just means know that you are as exposed to temptation as anyone else. For I do not want you to be unaware, Paul writes, brothers, that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea or were baptized to Mos into Moses in the cloud and in the sea all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink. In fact, goes on to say that they actually drank from, this, uh, from the spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Now, if you hear people being described like that, you would think very highly of them. You know, that they are our fathers, you know, Paul writes, they were under the cloud, that means they were under Christ, so to speak, in a sense, 
figuratively speaking. Again, they all passed through the sea. They were all baptized into you know, following Moses. In other words, they were all rescued from Egypt. You know, they were now taken through like that initial uh, baptism there of being recognized as God's people in the sea. Not only that, you know, you also get to see that they ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink. You know, in other words, these are people who are covenanted together. They were people who are held together tightly and deeply and spiritually. So they drank the same spiritual drink. In fact, they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. Now, it doesn't get, you know, tighter than that. And yet, we are told in verse 5, nevertheless, most of them, God was not pleased. For they were overthrown in the wilderness. That whole description is to tell you that God's people in the old covenant, you know, really, you know, you, if you if you think of yourself perhaps as any better, think think again. Maybe no no wonder this time you know this warning uh, will will come uh, later on in verse twelve that therefore let anyone who thinks that he start take it lest he fall. You know that that's that's a clear uh, example telling you that actually. Think very carefully. These were people who saw the miracles. They ate manna. They experienced almost what you can call fast heard the miracles themselves. And yet, many of them fell by the wilderness. You know, they desired evil. Because these things happened to them as an example that we might not desire evil as they did. They yet they desired evil. So do not be idolaters, as some of them were. You're told they sat down to eat and drink, and they rose up to play, or to play the harlot, or to um, um, to indulge in 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 in, in, in unhelpful drink and, and and parties. Really, we are as much vulnerable, or you and I are as much vulnerable as they were. So the first thing really to overcome temptation is to know our vulnerability. We are as exposed as anyone else. And so we mustn't push on that. You know, we are, you know, full of red blood in our veins. We mustn't push ourselves to temptations. We mustn't think highly of ourselves and we really are. We are as vulnerable as anyone else. Which helps me to move on to the second point. Because we're not vulnerable then heed the warnings of scripture i think we are we are warned over and over again including this one that i just read in verse 12 that uh, let you know anyone who thinks that he's done take heed lest he fall that's that's a warning you know, we, we, we we are given these warnings that we must not put christ to the test in verse 9 as many of them did you know we mustn't grumble as some of them did and they were destroyed by the destroyer. These warnings are there. They are red lights that are flashing. Do not cross this line. You are as vulnerable. Heed the warnings. You know, do not say, oh no, I, I have a bit of power. I can resist this. You know, I, I can handle this. Do not overestimate your own ability to 
overcome temptation. Heed the warnings of scripture. Heed the warnings of scripture. And you know, as we heed the warnings, this is this is what James, you know, writing in chapter four uh, of, of his letter to other saints in verse seven says that resist the devil and he will flee away from you. So you're given this warning so that you can resist, so that you can say no. You're heeding the warnings. You know, the warnings are there for your good and for your protection. You want to heed those warnings. Number three, dear saint, I would love to remind you this Friday morning to trust in God's faithfulness. Trust in God's faithfulness. So verse 13, uh, it says, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. And then Paul goes on to, to make this wonderful statement. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape so that you may be able to endure it. And I'd love to say that this, this is an important important statement to remember one it is not uncommon that it is not unusual you know this is not extraordinary um, it is common to men and the most important thing for you to remember is that God is faithful he will uh, provide a way of escape so that you might be able uh, to endure it. And, and that's good because then it's almost saying to you and to I as believers, as we resist the devil, as we heed the warnings of scripture, we are to trust in God's faithfulness. In other words, we are not to rely on our own strength, but actually we are to trust in God's faithfulness. Want to know, thank God that... that um, he, you know, he can provide for us the resources, you know, to be able to endure it. He may provide a way of escape. You know, he may provide a way out of this particular temptation, or he may give us a grace to be able to endure this particular temptation or testing. You know, when you you told that, you know, when when Paul says this was, and you need to hear, trust the process, in obedience, dear saint. Trust the process. And the process is looking to Christ to know God is faithful. To remember, God is faithful. And he will not allow us to be tested beyond our ability. In other words, he will provide a way out. And I'd love for you to be able to trust that process. That the Lord is faithful. And he will provide a way out. Dear Saint, when it comes to temptation, none of us, is ever too strong. We must know our vulnerability. We must know that we are exposed like everyone else. But because we are exposed, then we must heed the warnings of Scripture. And by heeding the warnings of Scripture, we are acting in obedience to resist the devil who would flee away from us. And finally, dear saint, trust in God's Faithfulness, not in our own strength, but in God's strength, we shall overcome. Have yourself a victorious Friday. See you next week.
Thank you for listening to today's episode of Grace Point Church Podcast. For more information and past episodes, visit our website gracepointchurch.org. Please join us again for a new episode. Goodbye.